No, she's she's next, hopefully. Yeah. I wanted to break the ice with you first. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. Because I haven't done one of these in a while. Well, I appreciate it. No, because I, well, knew it this, so. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. So Thank you again for, for being here. Thank you. Got a little song going on. This is one of yours? Yeah, just a, just a little beat I made. Yeah, I'm uh, just gonna take a moment yeah. to get ready. Uh-huh. Feel you made this song feel here grounded. in the in the studio. Uh, I just made it with an app on my phone. Oh yeah. Because things are kind of uh-huh. not put together right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And please, if you don't mind speaking. Yep. Yeah. More more close. Yeah. Yeah, more closely a little bit. Okay. All right. I'm I'm running things off my phone. Okay. Today, normally I uh, have a little bit of a better situation, okay. but I'm waiting for something to be shipped. Yeah. Um, what, what is that? There's a bigger because this feels so professional. I I, I hear <laughs> my voice like thank super you. crisp and yeah yeah good good <laughs> yeah. Uh, normally I have like a little like drum pad mm-hmm. where I can like play sound effects and stuff. Oh yeah. And put effects on your voice like delay and reverb and stuff okay but i changed the drum pad i'm using Mm. and i sold one and i'm waiting for the other one to get here so okay yeah 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 well yeah yeah we're waiting for amazon to come yes (laughs) 2021 that's the main thing we all do wait for amazon right that's like oh our half partner half uh i'm almost like a relationship with them yes yes (laughs) Too bad we're not in as close a relationship with the Amazon rainforest as we are with True. Amazon, the company. Yep. No, it's interesting when you say that, that they actually picked that name when it's completely the opposite, really. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Yeah. Because, well, let's let's talk about that in a minute. But yep. first, I'm going to uh, introduce the show. Mm-hmm. Say, hello, everybody. Welcome to Formlessness Podcast. It's the show that's always being... Um, and what is it being? We're just going to have to find out Okay. what happens today and what we yeah. talk about and what the episode is all about. I will say we have a fantastic guest this week, someone I'm very, very excited to have on the show. Uh, just someone who will, I'm sure, blow you out of the water with their wisdom and kindness and uh, presence. Yes, well, it is. Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having me, obviously. And then uh, you set the bar pretty high. <laughs> See if I can deliver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is um, something that I like to do is set the bar extremely high yeah. and have the product mm-hmm. be very low i like that yeah and kind like, of balance it yeah over promise under deliver mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of like how i do with my life too <laughs> you know yeah no it's, it's i think it's the key to success yeah no. i haven't had any success i've actually had a lot of failure doing that but i do think it's the key to success and no I'm but that's the thing yeah sorry to interrupt but it's no. kind of what we are good at then you know yeah. actually the opposite yes <laughs> non-success yeah. yes exactly talk about that a little bit more if you don't mind 
Oh, uh, you mean the subject of success and uh, the opposite of it? Yes. Oh, uh, I think, uh, I mean, there, there there is a chase towards that. And uh, I think it's something we, uh, if we put ourselves on, a, on a, what other people expect us to be, uh, then we're never going to be successful because we're never going to be good enough for. So, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I um, personally, like I never, like, for example, acting or whatever, I never taken that at all really seriously. And that's probably why I felt mm, good and bad, but like I haven't felt I can't lose that much in it. Like it's, yeah, you know, I go in with it like, hey, you know, I don't have all that schooling like a lot of people. So obviously when I see talent, I'm like respectful to that and try just to learn. But at the same time, I try not to be like, you must be so good at this or yeah you know. yeah like what you just said yeah. sometimes taking mm-hmm. it easy and yeah uh over promising and under delivering is yeah. the way to success yeah. through just natural free-flowing confidence absolutely yeah and we got more relaxed usually by doing that at least for me like get more relaxed in front of the camera or or the people that i'm with yes yeah 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 that's why um I'm doing this show with you mm-hmm. and waiting to do an episode with Katie because mm-hmm. uh, I did feel a little bit of pressure okay. around yeah. doing this podcast and doing yeah. this episode because I haven't done one in a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did set up a very intricate mm-hmm. sort of situation here. Yeah, but I see it on that. It looks good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, do you want me to... This is my first time, actually, I do this type of podcast, but do you want me to watch, look in the camera or, or would you more like a... Are we, are I want you to do whatever feels natural to you, whatever feels comfortable. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Hopefully the quality of the setup uh-huh. will allow you the space to be yeah. yourself. Okay. That is my goal. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, if you ever want to act as the host mm. and move the show forward, uh-huh. um, feel free to do that. Okay. I don't always know what to say or yeah. uh, have the <laughs> capability to fill dead air. Okay. Um, so that's another big theme of the show that I've that I've uh, created as a part of the show. Yeah. Being something where I don't have to hold all the weight. Mm-hmm. I don't have to row the boat to mm-hmm. the shore. Yeah. We can yeah. we can all do it together. Even the audience. Mm-hmm. Even you can do uh you can host the show just by just by listening or watching it mm-hmm. um yeah sounds yeah. good no, yeah yeah that's it I, that's the uh, show yeah i tend to be pretty good at actually throwing back questions to people because sometimes when they get too close to who i am or things that i don't want to disclose then yeah, I'm pretty yeah. good on throwing it back to them. It's like, hmm. And then it's like, yeah, because I really don't. Yeah, instead of saying, no, I don't want to talk about it. It's more like, yeah, right. without being uh, offensive or being defensive. Yes, uh, yes. That's yeah. a great tactic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we can, uh, maybe I can try and find out what uh, things <laughs> yeah. you don't want to talk about. By... Yeah, I'm not going to say it right now because then you're going to go into them. So we we'll see. We we'll see if you figure them out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to take an approach to figuring them out that's yeah. very straightforward. Okay. And I'm going to ask you, uh, mm-hmm. what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about sex? Do you mm-hmm. want to talk about your childhood? 
what things are going <laughs> to make you uh, uncomfortable and want to oh throw boy. it back at me? Oh, boy. Because the, uh, the sooner I make you uncomfortable, yeah. the sooner you're going to ask me a question about myself. Right. And then I don't have to do any work anymore. I can just, I, I, I can fill the air with what I already know. Well, I mean, I spend hours in uh, different sessions and about talking about my childhood and talking about, uh, not so much about sex, I would say, but more about mm. my past and growing up and being different. And But mm. I, I still feel like it's actually pretty, com like I'm, yeah, pretty confidence in that area. Like I don't feel it's um, area I try to feel uh, I'm not embarrassed of, and it's like for me to share it is fine. Um, so I'm not sure if that's going to be something I'm going to throw uh, over to you. Um, but I I did find like we we spoke a little bit yesterday, you and I, and you mentioned something that in my uh, mind I was being a uh, afraid of um, and and that's a part of not having a home and being on the street or oh, being yeah. and, and that's something I felt was very um, wow like you must have learned so much from that at the same time for me it sounds so scary because uh, I was an orphan so I think oh, yeah. yeah so I was uh, adopted from Iran so when I was two years old I I I went to Sweden and then I grew up with Swedish people or my parents, I see them as, but, uh, but I think in me, there is something there uh, that creates, that has this enormous need of a certain safety and especially home and yeah. having that and not having that. Uh, when you said that, I'm like almost getting a, like feeling that anxiousness, but it's, yeah. 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 Do you, I want to throw that to you now. How do you, uh, like, if you, uh, if you don't mind sharing, but if you feel like that's maybe too early in the show, feel free to, obviously. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, no, I, I would love to talk about that. Yeah. That's something that I think about a lot mm -hmm. and is very important to me. It's much uh, of my entire life has been a journey of finding that mm -hmm. sense of home and sense mm -hmm. of... Uh, safety mm -hmm. um yeah but interestingly i when you started talking about it it reminded me of the time when i first probably about three years ago i was so frustrated by living with my parents mm -hmm. because i had decided to um live with them as opposed to trying to find an apartment and mm -hmm. working all the time i wanted to focus on developing my self mm. as a musician and artist and whatnot yep. because I felt like when I lived alone, mm. all my time was spent trying to make enough money to pay for my apartment. Okay. But when I lived with my parents, mm. I felt incapable of expressing myself or feeling safe yeah. exploring creative things. Yeah. So I decided to live in a van Okay. and build like a, you know, a little bed and a little sink and stuff in there. Mm -hmm. And that was when I first realized the perception that people have of people who don't have a home mm -hmm. and how much just the judgment and dismissiveness that would mm -hmm. come across people's faces when I very mm -hmm. happily told them that I was living in a van. 
I could just see that they were perceiving me as, you know, some almost non-human outsider Mm. person who they didn't really want to have anything to do with. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is something that I've noticed is like very a a part of all of this stuff surrounding a home Mm -hmm. where when it seems just like the people that are most in need of that Mm -hmm. are the ones who are going to be the last to get it or the last to have that sort of thing provided for them. Mm -hmm. Because on the other hand, on the other side of things, Mm -hmm. the times where I feel very safe and secure and able to be confident, Mm -hmm. those are the times when people offer me things like, oh, you can come stay with me. You can, you know, um, do this. But if you don't, there's been times in my life where I've experienced that as well, Mm -hmm. but I kind of lost uh, connection with those social groups Mm -hmm. and trying to start a life um, without any connection to an already existing Mm -hmm. societal group. Mm -hmm. um, I just felt like there's all of these kind of feedback loops of mm. being living in a van, being lonely, being in need of social interaction, mm. and just not being able to get it because mm. of the judgment of mm. people. And then that created more and more anxiety in me, more and more mm. fear of um, expressing myself and being open because mm. just the pain of being vulnerable to someone and seeing their judgment mm-hmm. is very, it's very painful. Really, of course. Very why um, have you thought about like why you think in your mind, like why they took a step backwards uh, when you were, when you chose to live in a van, like uh, your friends or, or the people you grew up, like, do you have any theories except them being judgmental? Like, do you have other, uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, I must ask, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I feel like a lot of it had to do with my, well, I'm, I'm not sure if this will answer mm-hmm. your question, mm-hmm. but my feeling is that I was not really aware of what people think is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I didn't try and... Um, manicure my approach Mm. or try and you know Mm. express this stuff in a way that would be accepted i just was very open about it without Mm. any sugar coating or anything like that and i think um now i feel like i understand how a lot of people see the Mm. world yeah and i think if i was in that situation now where i was living in a van Mm. for instance I would communicate that in a way that um, would get a different reaction Um, where I could say, you know, uh, I mean, there's a whole cultural movement of young people Mm. living in vans and it's Mm. all very. It's like, oh, I have this like boutique Mm. hipster thing and I'm just going to be, you know, uh, doing whatever I, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't include any of that context. And I think a lot of my 
it's a double-edged sword yeah. because I truly feel like the thing that's most important for me yeah. is to be very honest and transparent in mm. my feelings. I feel like that is, it's the most important thing mm. to me, yeah. but it's really, uh, caused a lot of problems as mm. I've been trying to develop this because yeah, I would just be very blunt and very straightforward and not do anything to influence someone's perception of me. Mm. And I just, um, really got kind of thrown through yeah. the worst parts of society because of that. Yeah. Just because it, I, I, I don't understand why people have that judgment. Mm. I think it's just cultural, just a lifetime of mm -hmm. seeing things presented as this mm -hmm. is acceptable, this is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a, but I have with well, I have one of the theories of many in my life. But uh, before I, I wanted to ask you. Um, because I, I try to reflect myself on my own perception and how I sometimes perceive things. And I wanted to ask you, how did you perceive people living in Vance before you became one? Like, I Yeah, that's a great yeah. question. Yeah. And I was very excited about it. I was yeah. like yeah. thinking, this is my chance to be truly free mm. and to um, not be engaged in any sort of momentum of like, Mm -hmm. you know, needing to work to pay for my apartment so that I could live and then yeah. not being able to feel like I was living because I was spending all the time at work, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was so excited because I thought I could be autonomous. I could be my own person. Yeah. I could, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of have all my needs met in a in a closed system that wasn't costing me yeah. infinite resources. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and then... Um, it all, again, because I wasn't, I didn't have friends who were doing this. Mm. I was very much just on my own mm. in the world. Um, it didn't work out for me because I mm. wasn't trying to present myself in a certain way. I was mm. interested in um, truthful expression. Mm. And I had no, I at that time, I did not at all really realize the judgments that people have. Yeah, uh, I was just in my own world of being like oh this is great i'm so excited about this it's so such yeah. a fun project yeah just to build right. this and you know all this stuff so i mean i i yeah i mean even i if if you can judge somebody by their instagram flow sometimes you would see in my flow there will be a lot of like people rebuilding things and one is vans and and to go just out somewhere and one of my favorite movies is like into the wild or yeah. anything where like you become more connected with uh, self-fulfilling life in a way, like without being too depending on on society as we have it today, that we are so, and we're not really connected uh, with humans. We're connected with a machine, and 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 the machine decides. I feel from my end uh, what I'm gonna do today, and if I don't, I get annoyed if i don't have the phone or, or i need to it's like why do i need and when i go hiking or go and i don't have even connection i feel a certain calmness that yeah. you know yeah yeah that you had when i grew up at least i had a certain we were not connected like you know we had i had letter friends you know you wrote letters to people and then you waited for two weeks to get something back or if they didn't live in your city and but i also wonder like 
well, from my where I grew up, I lost a little bit of my old French, um, mm. and and most of it. First, I, I chose to do uh, go my own way and not create a family and get a house, get kids, the whole thing. So uh, I went to Barcelona, and and after a few years, both here and in Barcelona, I I feel I don't know, like I I lost their interest to be my friends. Uh, I wanted to be their friends, and I, but I also felt like, and this is my theory, is that maybe I took a step away from their status chasing life. Uh, and when I'm not a part of that, uh, I don't know. It's like, I know, I don't want to judge because I think still they're like nice people and there are, they have, you know, empathy and they, but they, they also afraid of people going the other way. Yeah. And uh, if, uh, yeah, I don't know, like it's that, if I can't bring them something interesting and maybe the, there is a scariness of, you know, me not going in the same direction that I was before, like university, the whole thing. And then, and, and, uh, yeah. And if I probably would have moved into a van, they would probably think I was, oh, he's out there somewhere. Like he's not like with us. Mm. Uh, but I, at the same time, wonder is like, that's really the person who is more interesting that you can learn from because that person is actually doing something so different from what you are used to. And, and, and why is that not to be judgmental, but to be like, hey, what can I like? What is the what are you learning every day? How do you do like do you go to how do you keep yourself clean? Whatever, because maybe it's one day we're going to face that here. Like maybe it's yeah. going to be earthquake and then a lot of people are going to be sitting there and like, oh, I have no clue what to in the in nature or yeah yeah and that was another reason i wanted to experience that yeah and during that time uh it was so my my life was really probably one of the best yeah it has ever been because i was completely aware of every thing i was doing like Mm -hmm. i had to um, yeah, just all the food I was eating, all of the water, yeah. everything I had to go get it, wow. you know, my, there's no yeah. running water in the van or yeah. anything yeah. like that and, um, no electricity or mm-hmm. anything. So I would, I had like a little solar charger for mm-hmm. my phone mm-hmm. and that was so great because mm-hmm. it would run out and yeah. then, or it'd be rainy one day yeah. and I couldn't use my phone because yeah. I couldn't charge and it, it was so fun. It's such an mm-hmm. adventure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even now, like when I forget my phone, mm-hmm. sometimes when I go on a walk, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a huge adventure. Mm-hmm. It's really a, a thrilling feeling. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, uh, but I'm also just aware of like how much I feel I need it to feel mm-hmm. secure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When, yeah. When you were in your car and were you mostly... Um, uh, in the city, or were you also in, in the out and about, like outside the city, when you were? Okay. Well, the the the, the funny thing about yeah. this whole situation is that uh, the, this van broke down. Okay. Like almost immediately. <laughs> so, That's a goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wound up living in it uh-huh. when it was broken down. I, I uh, found a place. Uh, that I was living in Washington State, uh-huh. um, and I found a place where. I could park pretty much indefinitely. Okay. Um, 
and just live. But this is where this whole thing with society and perception started happening, where mm. um, I was in this broken down van and it was kind of like on the outskirts of the city. Mm. Um, but I was just obviously walking around all the time. And I started to notice that people started to realize who I was because mm. I was in a pretty small city. Mm-hmm. People started to know what was going on, know that I was living in a van. Mm-hmm. And this is where I noticed this sort of like feedback loop happening where people were starting to be mean to me for mm-hmm. no reason mm-hmm. or be judgmental to me or assume all these things about mm-hmm. me, you know? Yeah. Um, and people I started... You, people you know or strangers or both? Both. Both, yeah. I mean, yeah, I... Mm-hmm. This is another part of the story, but I I went up to the city mm. to uh, start a band mm. with my best friend from college, mm-hmm. and we I had uh, told him about my plans mm. and said, "Hey, I'm going to be living in this van. I'm mm. not going to really have that many resources. Mm. Could I like do my laundry and take a mm. shower at your apartment like yeah. once or twice a week or something?" Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, sure, absolutely," mm. um, but. The, when I the second I got there, mm-hmm. this sort of break happened where I okay. started realizing that they were perceiving me as him and his fiance mm-hmm. were perceiving me as like some something less than them or they were judging me or something mm-hmm. and they um, yeah, it was just a kind of thing where they could sort of cut off cut themselves off from me yeah um, and that was very hurtful to me and uh very upsetting and yeah and then i started he my friend was kind of the only person i knew in this city Mm. and then i started getting in this place kind of going back to something we were talking about at the beginning of this where i started feeling more and more in need of social connection Mm. and then that created this pressure Mm. where i felt like i couldn't naturally create any of that because i was so in need of it Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't do what you were talking about with acting where I couldn't just not care about it and mm-hmm. kind of see, yeah. see where it went. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then like all of the relationships that were made just with the public, with mm-hmm. people at coffee shops and mm-hmm. whatnot, mm-hmm. they were, it, it wasn't all encompassing. Mm-hmm. I did wind up establishing, you know, friendships and a community there, mm-hmm. but it was overwhelming how many venues like whole places where i just stopped going to them because yeah. every time it would be so such a heavy judgmental feeling yeah even yeah. though i you know was very clean very healthy yeah um but i wasn't fully presenting myself as that culturally accepted mm. image like i wasn't full hipster mm-hmm. mountain mm-hmm. person i was just yeah. i was more myself just a musician artist person yeah. you know right so, yeah. Interesting. No, because, well, I never done longer than two weeks, uh, like with my car. And I, in, when I lived in Barcelona, I would go rent a little bigger car. And then there's not many hotels in the Pyrenees, especially in the July or August. It was always booked and I didn't want to spend the money. So I was like, hey, I will just travel and I would travel along the... Uh, Pyrenees and up to northern part of Spain so it was like France Spain but yeah it was really nice and but also it's like I remember the first every time the first couple nights and I had to find something like 
to sleep and and it's like I felt most comfortable when I was away from people because if I had to park somewhere with other people I was always on my ready like you don't know if somebody's gonna come and do something and you feel very vulnerable like yeah, uh, yeah in nature absolutely yeah. yeah yeah I I was planning on having a working van uh-huh. and being able to go be more in nature yeah but yeah living in just a, a semi-empty parking lot mm-hmm. uh, was very, very stressful, very, very vulnerable feeling. Did you certainly. have any like rowdy people or drunk people, especially doing anything, or were they still too far away from where you were? Uh, they were too far away, but I did have normal citizens mm-hmm. leave notes on my van saying, oh, yeah. "Like, get get out of here! What are you doing?" Oh. And eventually, the police found out that my van was uh broken down and not movable okay and um then i there was after about four months okay where the police found out and started uh putting stickers on my car and whatnot and then i Mm -hmm. got out of there yeah yeah (laughs) i left i gave the van i i wound up getting the van uh running okay barely just barely what was wrong was the engine or the yeah it was uh it was back when I didn't know how bad I am with cars. Yeah. And I just bought this old van that was already just on its last <laughs> last wheels. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I don't even know. Okay, so it's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, but I got it running barely and, uh-huh. yeah, gave it to uh, another homeless person. Okay. Um, yeah. And then... Have you okay? And I'm pretty sure they got rid of it pretty soon because of the same issue where it just broke down on the side of the road. Yeah, the police. Okay, it's probably in some police impound now or something <laughs> like that. Wow, did you have a? Did you have like a storage for like a fridge and and could you do things like that or do you always have to eat what you had right away if it was fresh? Or yeah, yeah I um. Yeah, I I didn't have any sort of food. I didn't have a fridge. Yeah. I had a little sink. Um and yeah, but I also wound up just interestingly I kind of had the best diet yeah. I've ever had because of that because oh. I would just eat like dry meats mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. nuts yeah. and dried berries and stuff like that right. and uh yeah, it was great. What did you were your parents close by during this time, or were they? No, they were They're in Colorado. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Were they worried? Uh, a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I my relationship with my family is is strange because I feel like in one in a certain sense mm. they're very supportive and mm. caring, mm. Um, but not in a way that really feels connected to who I actually am. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been uh, difficult for me to navigate that because on one hand, I want to just express my love for them and my gratitude. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I, when I do that, mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't really work out for me because it, there's some sort of dissonance where I just feel like my they ha- they don't really see who i am mm-hmm. they again they they just sort of see like 
me through a filter of uh, societal norms, judgment a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas again, yeah, it's like I often get in this thing where like I share something in my life I'm going through with my my parents Mm -hmm. and it's something that I am excited about or happy about or passionate about. But then in sharing it, my perspective sort of gets turned around to be like, I don't know, just it's like the things that are positive to me become negative mm. in their perception or, mm. or they just like, yeah, they're, they're very, they're very much like, but are you going to be okay? Are you going to be mm. safe? Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like living in, in this van is not my goal. Mm. I'm doing this to find a place where I feel comfortable making music and making music is what I care about. And that's like the meat of my passion. And I'm just trying to find a situation Mm -hmm. where that's possible for me. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like, it kind of confused me for a number of years because my parents were like supportive in, in their speech about Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're like, yes, you can come, come back home and live with, uh, one or the other of, of us, mm-hmm. um, and work on music, but I never felt able to really share openly, um, with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I blamed myself for that. Like mm-hmm. I'm not being vulnerable enough or, mm-hmm. or whatnot, but I really just think it's like the, the perspective that I need to have to mm-hmm. create something mm-hmm. is one where I'm not thinking about uh how it's being perceived at all i'm just exploring something you know just for fun yeah um and i never really felt able to be in that sort of space yeah when i was living with them yeah yeah but i tried really hard and i thought that i was doing something wrong by not feeling comfortable and Uh uh-huh um now i think i understand more how just how much your environment yeah affects what is possible mm-hmm. yeah if you uh, i mean i would think if like if you were your your parents and you had a son who is like you uh, and how to connect because society for them i mean not only but like i think when you love somebody and you want their best uh, I think you want them to be safe and knowing that they have, for example, a career that can give provide for them or uh, or something because that's then they feel probably uh, I would assume like if I had children, I would probably be very frustrated if I had myself as a child <laughs> because <laughs> yes. it would be like, yeah, oh, OK, but when are you going to, you know, do something that you know you, you're happy with or that you you know you, you know is going to provide for you and and that is um yeah i don't know like you thought about that like how because yeah because i think from there and they probably come from pure love or or, yeah. or wanting uh the best but, yeah but, yeah yeah i feel that i feel like i'm very just uh, so frustrating well it's, yeah I, I'm, I'm just like the worst probably no, the I worst kid no. hey <laughs> i don't know don't no i didn't mean to go in that no i i don't because if you look at most great artists none of them have really been 
society material you know it, yeah. it, it, it's yeah. yeah it is like they are definitely need to be because if you're going to fulfill something that really you're passionate about Israeli is going to be something that the market always understand they want or or fit right now with the market because it's yeah it's an ever-changing process and and whatever you're good at um, and your passion might not right now be what people are looking for or, or not even being able to reach people yeah uh, so yeah it's just a matter like in you know in a month you could be hey suddenly everything turned and you met the right person who's like i love your music i want to produce it and and then yeah. suddenly everything else will be sold and it's like oh no no he's he's on his way now he has a contract and he you know now he does what he loves and yeah something something that can be understood from within society or just yeah. like a way to connect those two things exactly yeah yeah that's very much the crux of my ability to continue living really is to find a way to because i agree with what you said Mm -hmm. like i feel like uh art exists as a way of bringing something new to society Mm -hmm. bringing something that wasn't already there Mm -hmm. i mean there's plenty of art that's just recycled stuff from other people Mm -hmm. which is okay too Mm -hmm. but um yeah i i very much have felt just there's countless times where I have uh, presented my mm. art to people mm. to try and establish some sort of social connection yeah, yeah. Uh, through a label or just through an individual, just mm-hmm. being like, um, yeah, just trying to share my uh, expression of life. Right, right. Um, and just the vast majority of the time, they are like, how many followers do you have? Do you already have that social validation? Mm-hmm. That's all they care about. They mm-hmm. don't even listen to my music sometimes at all. Wow. Um, and it's heartbreaking because the whole reason I'm in the situation I'm in already is mm-hmm. because I'm trying to do something and bring mm-hmm. something that has not been done before. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's at least how I feel when I'm feeling confident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't no, know. But it, no, hey, you know, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's funny how 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 uh, for example, just yes, followers can can make people either pick you or not, and it's really like how many of those followers are even connected with that uh, with that artist or or uh, it doesn't even vouch for the artist. But it's like I guess maybe if you're an investor, you want to see some kind of like safe return, and yeah, and that's you know so. Yeah, I, I was wondering like when you said like also the, like I don't know. Do you know uh, the artist Avicii? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he passed away recently, right? Yeah, like a couple of years ago. He was from Sweden. Um, yeah. and he was one of those, what they officially will probably call trouble artist because he was like very talented and then he come from a very talented like family. Like his mom is an actress and his, what is his dad was also I think it was a music something. But anyway, they both. Uh, he come from a very good upbringing, but he had this struggling, I think, with uh, finding what he really wanted to do. And uh, I, I don't know too much about, like, I don't want to put, like, because maybe people here listening knows more about this, but I got a feeling that he was pushed into uh, being, like, you have to go there, you have to go to Dubai, you have to do this. And then he just felt maybe like a little machinery in this whole and then he couldn't be the creative that he really loved. And 
yeah followed absolutely the passion yeah that's something i also felt i when it's yeah it's it's interesting because i have recently been kind of regretting this mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. because i when i was uh 19 18 19 yeah i went to college yeah and immediately dropped out mm -hmm. because i at the time was wanting to go into film mm -hmm. um and i dropped out of college and i went to work for a director okay because i felt like that was the best education mm -hmm. and it truly was mm -hmm. and i was going through the ranks mm -hmm. and making connections with people mm -hmm. um but i started to feel that way as well yeah that you that avici felt potentially where i was not being seen or valued for my creative mm -hmm. opinion mm -hmm. even though I was surrounded by, I was working like high level, mm -hmm. highly skilled, mm -hmm. sp specific jobs. Still, there's no care for creativity or exploration. It's all very regimented within mm -hmm. this sort of system that's based on the validation of other people mm -hmm. equals money. Mm -hmm. So you got to appeal to the widest possibility of people or you have to do exactly what the client says or all of that stuff. And I was like, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make my own stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, now here's like eight years of just like the worst <laughs> life experiences. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, I guess I, I, I've learned to, to appreciate yeah. the need yeah. for social acceptance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And hopefully I can find that without letting go of what I think is important and what I think is valuable in terms of just artistic expression. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is, uh, but if, because I mean, I, I, I've been thinking myself sometimes, like when, when I took a decision to go a different direction in my life, uh, if you could go back eight years, uh, would you do the same or would you go and be, oh no, no, you need to go and, because that kind of pay your bill or that's going to make you like, do you feel because, yeah, maybe I don't want to lead in question here. But yeah. How do you feel about that? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would. I don't think I would mm. change anything. Mm. I think the reason why I wasn't able to just kind of continue uh, with the momentum I had yeah. was because there were parts of me that I did not know how to value. Mm -hmm. I had, I basically started making a short film. I quit these jobs. I started making my own film. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really special, beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I just found people on Craigslist mm -hmm. and it was just a very amazing group of people really yeah. cool yeah that's fun yeah yeah and i but i wasn't able to finish it mm -hmm. because i wound up getting very sick okay and this is what we were talking about yeah. yesterday I, essentially because i didn't have any money and i wasn't eating anything <laughs> I could, and i, I was just <laughs> eat, drinking coffee eating like one oh boy one pastry a, a day or something wow and i didn't 
know how to pay attention to my body mm. or to value my my health. Yeah. Um, and that sort of got in the way of the momentum and the connection that I had. Because it's interesting, mm. I actually was very successful in transitioning out of the workforce yeah. at that age. I still had this sort of youth going for me yeah. where people were interested in, in me, like film festivals and mm -hmm. stuff like that. People were interested because I was still young enough to be interesting. <laughs> or it were just like, just the fact that I was trying to do it at this age was uh -huh. like uh -huh. good. But then of course, you know, I learned through making it that I did not really know how to make movies fully okay. yet. Okay. And I, I learned that there was problems with my film. Okay. Um, and I, again, I wasn't able to, to finish it because I wound up getting sick and having to go back home, live with my family. This yeah. was in Oregon where I was doing all this. And so yeah. I had to like completely exit mm -hmm. that place. And, um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's something you can, yeah. Is it too late to finish? Like, you no, no, it's so you, not. And good. that's, yeah, I was thinking about that today again. It's been on the back burner for a while, but. Uh -huh. It's not too late to fit. the The problem that I had with it yeah. was that I, we, I wrote the whole thing, mm -hmm. we shot the whole thing, mm -hmm. and it's this movie about how your perception uh, creates your reality, mm -hmm. about how what you care about and what you think about can mm -hmm. start to uh, you can you'll you'll see more of it in in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but there wasn't any dialogue. Mm. And that's what I realized uh, after shooting it was that just the images, mm -hmm. um, uh, the sort of silent film kind of thing was just imagery, you know, okay. of this girl going through life and mm -hmm. experiencing ups and downs and whatnot wasn't really enough to mm -hmm. be captivating. Mm -hmm. And um, I realized that uh, if I made a really good soundtrack to it, yeah. it would be enough. Okay. And that's something that I still need to do. And that's very much um, another reason why I've spent the last three years really focusing on music to really mm -hmm. um, establish the skills I need to be able to do that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Okay. Yeah. And is is um, uh, what I was thinking, it's like the, the, uh, the, 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 everything is done so so if you put the music that you you want would this be something you could sell to smaller film festivals or not small but like new york or i don't know sundance and try to be uh, yeah presented yeah i yeah. mean i think so i i really have no idea uh -huh. what these people think is yeah. acceptable or not because yeah. um yeah at this point i feel like the things that I think are good, yeah. the things that I value, mm -hmm. I need to just pay attention to that and not care at all about what these other things, what these mm -hmm. other people think, because mm -hmm. it just doesn't, it doesn't, I, I don't care about the things they care about in terms of what makes things good mm -hmm. or not. Mm -hmm. um, I don't care about mm -hmm. if it will capture your attention in the first 1.1 second. <laughs> No, because that's no. I don't think you should either. Because it's yours. It's yours. You're in control. You, you know, that's yeah. your creation. And and I, well, when you'd made it, I assume that you you, you had a vision there. 
that you didn't need dialogue. Like, did the Yeah, I did. Mm. I didn't realize um, how you need music. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. just, you can't just, I mean, I guess I could go super artistic mm -hmm. and just make like a 12-minute film mm -hmm. that just has literally no audio at all. Mm -hmm. But when I was, you know, at a certain point when I was editing it, I was just realizing like, well, yeah. I don't have anybody saying anything and I don't have any music. Yeah. And so that's not really enough. I mean, it might be. I don't know. I want, Well, it depends on the forum uh, where it's like shown. Like if you have it. In metros, you don't need sound because that's not enough. You, you, wow. People don't, you know, so then that would be the effect of the surrounding sound in the metro would be enough then to... Yeah, you know, to that's that. a really interesting idea. Yeah. Well, that's cool. really cool. A, a lot of it is uh, shot in, in Portland. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of, you know, the, the city in the film. So maybe oh. I could sell it to Portland and yeah. they would play it on the, Portland the train Metro station. And, yeah, yeah, like because people don't have, like they, they sit on the phone. I mean, at least my experience when I've been on metros, it's it's usually no sound and it's just either te boring text or there is some kind of sequence of something. But yeah. if it's also something that maybe is more artistic, uh, it's kind of also gives people like uh, an artistic break in their daily life yeah stressing from a to b you know yeah so that's a really really good idea yeah well i can be I keep a, thinking about that thank be you your agent you <laughs> <laughs> i call them yeah please please yeah. be my agent yeah. please someone exactly we, yeah la's biggest problem when it's come to acting and anything i think it's like agent everybody has to have an agent yeah it seems so yeah, I would love to know any sort of perspective you have on that because mm. I also feel like I need so I feel like it would be so useful to have someone who could help me translate yeah. my artistic self into a context that can be yeah. approached through society. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, from my end, it's like uh, I mean. I, when I did this in Europe, it's uh, sure if you're on a certain level uh, where you have really like a portfolio and you you can studying the the right schools, yeah, you, an agent probably gonna come in in your life either way. But like on on the level where I am at, like where it's still like fun and I'm not too serious about myself and. Uh, I never needed that, and I still got the jobs. I still got the auditions, and I was able to kind of be my own agent and, and do the contract myself or increase my my rates or, or like, oh, if it's going to be showing in this country, then I want a little bit more and uh, so on. But here it seems almost like you're invisible, at least from what I've been trying now, like different sites backstage. And and it's, uh, it's uh, completely like, uh, I don't know, it's almost like you, you become approved or licensed if you, if you don't have an agent you're not even approved or uh and they don't see you in a way like yeah which means that there's like a high barrier for entering this this industry where i think uh, we might lose a lot of interesting talents 
because they don't have the time or the energy or, or yeah and then uh, there there's a oh what's her name now but uh, the, um, she's a famous now in she's an A-list star now and okay okay and she is from Sweden and her okay. oh I, I wanna it's too bad I don't have good but she is. Uh, Anyway, she's done a lot of good movies, um, but maybe it's no point of me bringing up uh, if I don't even know the name because nobody's going to remember. Who is it? Who is it? Yeah, she's a very beautiful brown-haired brunette. Um, mm, and Swedish? She was, Swedish. What, she, what movies was she in? That's also the good part is that I uh, <laughs> blank on that right now, uh, even though she's like she's married also where we're like a famous uh uh actor. Who is she married to? Yeah, that's the next problem uh, because... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's funny. Like when your brain is completely blanking. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. she did like a big, also like commercial, or like for Louis Vuitton. I saw in uh, on the billboard. Mm, okay, but my point with her, without bringing her like into much, but it's that in Sweden she was just doing soap opera, and she never had any like like what the, the official educational uh, background. And in Sweden she would not be taken seriously like in in any other roles like mm -hmm. and then she did this oh what is it called my she's she, she won an oscar for it. it's like she's okay. very like but then it's funny like how that market is like oh you you're not if you haven't done all these steps we're not going to prove you but then for some reason she found the right agent here and then the danish girl i think she's in the danish girl Oh, um, oh no! So now it's on me to remember. Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, there 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 you go. Like, uh, and it's kind of like it's a little bit funny because I think it's like really shows that this world of acting and and, and creative work, uh, it's uh, we can't always put like licensing because sometimes it's just pure natural talent that some people have and we can't not see them uh, based on that they have to have all that she was a soap opera and now she's uh, and she's very believable and she's very talented when she's doing obviously uh, her, her work here and uh, yeah I'm just impressed in a way like how how she can you know and also have the confidence because I, I bet, like, looking at her, her, her friends, and you know, now she's an A-list and, and acting with people who probably gone years of studying and schooling and different method actings, and yeah, and yeah, she's just pure natural, in a way. Yeah. So that's impressive, yeah. but uh, too bad I don't remember her name, <laughs> but it will come probably hey. as soon as I close this door. I will be like, can I? <laughs> <laughs> it works out though she's not paying to be sponsored on no. this show exactly. so we she will not use her name that's the reason no. yeah exactly you did not forget you're just yeah. a really really good actor yeah. pretending to forget exactly that's because right. we refuse to uh promote people who don't pay the show yeah so if you ever want a forgetful actor you can hire me because i'm very good at forgetting stuff great yeah you can be in uh memento too yeah and it will be like every day it will be like a new day I would be like, oh, I was here yesterday. Oh, I had no clue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's the best way to live. Yeah, that's what they say about dogs and goldfishes. And I mean, dogs have memory, but I mean, goldfishes at least they don't have much, so they can survive pretty well in just a small atmosphere. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've been thinking about getting one. Yeah. It seems like a pet I could have here. Oh, I thought you'd meant like a glass bowl <laughs> to be. <laughs> yeah no but that would be interesting to have a little fish here actually like a little attribute in the podcast yeah yeah and, uh, yeah we'll see yeah we'll see. see we'll see um but yeah no uh where were we yeah the agent yeah so they well, yeah yeah it's like i just feel like a lot of the people who may have that talent mm. are not necessarily maybe the reason they have that talent is because they're not focusing all their effort on getting all of this stuff to appear professional or to appear validated. Perhaps they're just doing their thing of being very emotionally intelligent and sensitive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I, I just feel like it's, it's, it seems so strange how all these barriers of entry are created. On one hand, I understand it maybe to, try and lessen the load of choices Mm -hmm. but why can't you just have a random pool and pick people from a random pool where everyone's equal Mm -hmm. yeah that would be interesting even even like a lottery system i don't know like yeah you know like okay these people get addition because of their own randomness and at least and i understand that they they want to clean up so they don't have a thousand applicants for a certain but even I don't know even the the, the uh, basic roles I feel are and here we also have the union uh, the sign right, right. I, I don't think it's not as strong at least I know from in Sweden at least so that's the next thing you have to be either on a couple of movies to get your uh, number of days or whatever they call it so mm-hmm. you can finally be approved of the SAG and and you have to pay them a high fee. Even mm. if you don't have one job the whole year, you have to pay them the same amount. So it's like, wow. it's, uh, mm. yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, to be really here, yeah, you need to be having a passion for what you do and, and invest a lot. So, yeah, I feel, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Although, yeah, on a, on a certain level, it does make sense. I don't know. I think about that with music as well, mm. where like, I'm, I, I am grateful for the hardship that I've gone through mm-hmm. because it does create a real uh, truth to my passion where mm-hmm. I know that I'm passionate about this because I continue to do it even mm-hmm. when it doesn't give me anything back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also become very strong and very... Uh, eventually, once I get through being traumatized and triggered... <laughs> I become very confident, very uh, strong in myself yeah. because of these things I've had to go through. Um, yeah, but on the other hand, I still don't think it's the this the system of society is the best. Mm. Like when making music, mm. for a long time, I wanted to be very specific, mm. very in control, mm. programming every single thing by hand. Mm. But the more that I use randomness. Uh, to just generate something random, mm-hmm. um, I find every single time I find things I never would have thought of that are so interesting and mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. And then I can go back from there and start to kind of like form it into something yeah. that's controlled. But starting from the random point is like way much, way easier, way less work. 
Mm -hmm. way less stressful Mm -hmm. to try and, if I'm thinking of a sound, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to, it can be fun to uh, be very specific and spend a lot of time on one small little detail, but creating it by random is is great. It's something I'm learning to do more and more. Um, like in your mind, like where do you want your music to be enjoyed? Like, that's a good question. Um, I that's such a good question. Thank you. No one has ever asked me that. Okay. Uh, weirdly, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you thank him as well. Yeah. <laughs> In the comments. Please thank Peter for asking that question and for being a guest on the podcast. And this was a turn when he stopped doing music. Because <laughs> he couldn't come. He started into painting. Yeah, this question changed everything for yeah. me. Um, well, it's, it's interesting because I feel music is made to be listened to. Yeah. But I also care very much about how I feel during the process of making music. Mm. And what I love to do is make music. It's interesting because it's like music is made to be listened to, Mm. but when I'm making it Mm. that I want that to be the last thing I'm thinking about. I Mm. don't want to try and care about, is this presentable? Is this making sense? Is this, I just Mm. want to be completely free to express myself however I want to. Okay. Um, And that, that goes back to this same theme again of, being very passionate about this and being feeling very much like the meaning of my life is to share this stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it's the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. But then I also, I, I don't want to force myself onto anyone and I don't want to, you know, have any expectations or put any pressure on people when Mm -hmm. they listen to this music because it is, it's created from an experimental place. Mm. It doesn't sound like everything else. Mm. It sounds, you know, a lot of people say, "What? What? What is this?" Mm. When I hear it, right? When they hear it. <laughs> well, and, uh, what genre would you say it is? Um, that's another good question. Mm. I'm so bad at genres. I don't. They, that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like. Uh, it's like, in, I, I call it natural house music, yeah. where it's dance house music, but it is, it has a lot of more kind of ethereal elements. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. just inspired by nature. Yeah. I also make folk music, yeah. singer-songwriter oh, music cool. that's very much rooted in Americana. Okay. Like, you know, the, the classic people like Simon and Garfunkel and... Yeah. Um, like Bob them. Dylan and that kind of thing. Sultan of the... Yeah. If... Okay, so... If you visualize uh, a place where you would be performing, mm. um, would it be uh, like a like a warehouse, people, you know, light strobes pumping, or would it be like a beach, uh, loungy, people are sitting in groups, and you are more like behind and they are more enjoying nature and you're more enhancing nature yes like what would you yes that <laughs> okay that would yes i'm so frustrated by clubs yeah because there's i mean i go to clubs to try and meet somebody to mm-hmm. try and 
uh, dance up on some <laughs> beautiful yeah. women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least I did when I was younger. But uh, <laughs> but I would. It's such a, to me. It's such a bad environment. So uncomfortable because I don't really feel comfortable just fucking going and dancing up on someone. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to like say hello and to mm. talk to someone, see if I have chemistry with them. Right. But all these places are just so loud. Mm. There's no place to relax. There's no place to just still be social, still be a part of the overall mm. environment, but chill out a little bit and be uh, less less stimulated. So I very much want to perform in situations where I'm enhancing the ability for everyone to feel mm. able to express themselves more. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really what I care about. I like those settings. I mean, myself, like I... I, I uh, I get why clubs do it in the sense where they want to sell more alcohol because if we just stand and talk, they we are not focusing and we're not getting sweaty and we're not getting thirsty and thirsty means more drinks and more money. Yeah. But then it's like why uh, my time I feel is more important and and if I go out is to connect with people. Uh, if yeah. I finally leave my bubble and then. I, then it's like about sharing something with people or a girl or whatever, and you start talking. But if you have a blasting music, your personality, uh, since we never really develop a screaming personality, um, my screaming personality is awful. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's not, a, it doesn't fit my personality, my real me. Right. So, yeah. That's so true. I feel yeah. that way as well. Yeah. I've never thought about it yeah. like that, but that's totally what it is. Yeah. I don't feel like myself when I'm screaming. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, I guess they work for some and obviously they, they keep on going there. But for me, it's like, no, I need a, I don't know. I need that softness, a little bit like being able to look at their eyes and, and hear what they're saying and not feel like I'm 85 and like, huh? And then you have yeah. to repeat everything and then you like... Yeah, you're just like, okay, then maybe it's just, just dance. And then you smile. And then it becomes like, yeah. yeah I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. At the, at the core of it, yeah. that sort of group mm -hmm. hypnosis of yeah. bodily expression right. is, is cool. Yeah. But I just wish there was like a, a kind of like gradual decrease. Mm hmm from the club situation to a lounge situation right. where the music is not too loud. Yeah. You can sit, you can talk. Right. Um, I yeah. mean, it might be yeah. our age too, because, I mean, sure, I had my my night in whatever, Spain or whatever, and you went disco and clubbing, and I mean, most of the people there couldn't even speak English, so you were just hmm, smiling, and, you know, it's like it doesn't matter what. But, yeah, uh, but then as we, I guess, as I grow old, at least I... Uh, part of getting chemistry is a true uh, mental stimulation mm -hmm. of the other person and what they have to say, and and then not just smiling and being visually, uh, even if that also is interesting. But like, it's not just about that. Like, it's a, it's still yeah. what's up there, and yeah, yeah. And that it's like if their music is more like soft or in tune with that, I, I do enjoy that much more. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's interesting because that's kind of like a, another place where I felt this sort of clash where I'm not really sure how to proceed mm -hmm. because I really 
the thing that makes me feel fulfilled is when I can be creative with other people and when Mm -hmm. I can see other people opening up to their creativity. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, that's really, it's the best. Yeah. And I want to do things that um, allow for that. Uh Uh-huh. But that kind of goes against what I need to do to try and have any sort of success mm-hmm. because I this is another thing I've just gone through over the past two years where I meet people, I meet other people with similar interests, and I work very hard to establish that sort of space where people can be creative all, mm-hmm. all together. But then it has wound up creating this thing where people don't value me or don't Mm -hmm. understand that I'm the one that's bringing all this together Mm -hmm. and start projecting this stuff on me that, you know, often uh, insinuates that I can't exist as an artist, essentially, or that I shouldn't. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on uh, where people feel like it's not possible to you know, be financially stable as a, as an artist. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, it's, it's weird because it's like when I establish that space for just collaborative creativity, Mm -hmm. I feel kind of taken advantage of and undervalued. Mm -hmm. But when I am very like strong and passionate about myself, Mm -hmm. then I come off as egotistical or, yeah a dick okay um i don't i mean i'm usually too afraid to do that i mean i don't know i i I haven't had that amount of confidence in a while yeah but when i first started making music uh i was very i don't know it's just those are just interesting things i think about and want to balance because when i really lose myself in my own music making yeah completely and then I like go outside, mm-hmm. my world is completely different. Everyone smiles at me. Everyone is, yeah. you know, because yeah. I'm just, I feel so fulfilled and confident in myself yeah. from being able to do that, yeah. that everybody picks up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but just kind of trying to balance those two things is something I'm still trying to work out, yeah. I guess. Have you ever tried to work uh, uh, and not like, having somebody to direct you what you should do, but like find somebody who can complement your music in a way where they can add something, but you both are on the same level uh, in in the music production. Uh, like, I don't know, like a singer or or maybe somebody who you, you do yours and then they put something else on top of that or yeah. that. I yeah, mean, I would love to do that. Yeah. I've tried. Yeah, I I've had been a part of a few bands. Yeah, and a few relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've always like the the most recent one was a thing where like I allowed a lot of space for collaboration, mm-hmm. and I felt very kind of taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And then these other ones, I've been so passionate from a genuine place, mm-hmm. but I think it's been kind of perceived as being egotistical okay um that i don't think is a problem anymore because i was that was when i was younger okay and uh Hmm. 
yeah, I don't know, uh, not as experienced with social interaction, mm -hmm. which I probably, my whole life, I'll probably be much less experienced at social interaction than the average person <laughs> because I'm not a social butterfly, I guess. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're so, I mean, you came like, I mean, you, at least a little part I've seen of you, uh, you, you seem to be enjoying social interaction like I do, but I, I think uh, like I, I can relate to a certain part of being uh, attentive to people and being, uh, People want to put the word sensitive, but I think it's more like I'm in tune uh, more and I'm more listening and and not just hearing the words, but also expressions and and and, and with that, uh, yeah, certain personalities I, I can't take for longer because it's just takes so much energy uh, because they, they either don't respect your boundaries they assume because you're a more quiet person they think that that means they can kind of take over and i need yeah. a, that i need a leader or something or somebody yes directing. exactly yeah uh, yeah but yeah i really <laughs> no but it's, it's like no it's just i might be processing stuff instead just because i'm quiet doesn't mean i don't take decisions and yeah right I, yes exactly yeah, yeah that's something I'm thinking about all the time, like, uh, I was thinking about this last night where it's like that balance of like, I want to jump on a, a moment mm -hmm. that I feel inspired to say something, mm -hmm. but I don't want to take someone else's time mm -hmm. or overly project my own feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I, so then I don't say anything, but then it's like the conversation goes into a territory that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. And the reason it's going there is because I'm choosing not to be a part of mm. adding my voice in that moment. And it's really, it's really an interesting thing because yeah. it's, it's very subtle. I don't think there's like a, a, you know, a simple solution. It's just a moment to moment. True. Thing. Yeah. Because no, you no, I, I can, when you said that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's uh, I have similar experiences there. And, uh, and maybe also one reason why I never felt corporate life was for me because, um, yeah, I, I guess maybe I'm sometimes more analytical, uh, and, uh, but I do enjoy conversations a lot, but a lot of times it's with four or three or two, but when it's like a big group and you're always going to have the people that love their voice uh take over and uh, then i i don't know it's more like i don't know like i just feel like then i'd be like okay and then suddenly as you say the subject might be in an area that i'm like oh wow this is really not interesting anymore <laughs> it could be yeah stuff yeah. that it's i mean whatever it could be but yeah so uh yeah um yeah, that's why I have this podcast, yeah. which has a lot of dead air. Yeah. And that's cool. And that's actually a good podcast, one that's not talking very fast and where I don't know how to speak. That's actually good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might have to have subtitles sometimes here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anyone wants to uh, be the person who writes these, mm -hmm. uh, email the show. 
at formlessness formlessness.space uh, at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed this podcast, uh, please consider uh, subscribing to the Patreon, supporting the show, getting more uh, added content. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Well, Thank you for having me, and uh, yeah. it was fun. It was uh, my first time uh, yes. doing even a podcast. Your first uh, podcast—that's really a rare yeah. thing to break someone's podcast virginity, right? In well, this day and age, I will remember this time <laughs> forever. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank yeah. you, Colin. It was interesting. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, different, deeper surface. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, genuinely, yeah. so much for being willing and open well, to do this. My pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to? say or any uh any social media or plugs you have for your own uh not really not right now i mean uh no i am um no but I, I i didn't even prepare for that but no i uh but thank you uh, for just uh being and listening to this podcast yes thank you so much yeah. i'll see you soon bye bye bye, bye. <laughs> Cool. How long Pretty did cool. we do it? I have no idea. No, we just yeah, no, no, cool. No, it was very spontaneous. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, Let's see how long that was. Wow, eighty minutes. Oh wow. Hour, hour and twenty minutes. That, that didn't feel that long. I mean, I, I know that uh, maybe the air got a little bit stale for a while, so I become like tired when that happens. But yeah. I was, uh, but no, it was. Uh, no, 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 but I, I understand we have to have a pause too because yeah. it's like a lot of background noise otherwise coming in. But cool. So, so how many do you have like a show?